are listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast starring Scott Patton and Shane James. Let's join them now. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Weight Loss in the Mind. I'm your co-host Scott Patton along with Shane James. Hey Shane, how are you doing? I'm healthy, fit, and thin. I hear that. All right. I don't know. Uh, were you here what? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that you're healthy, yes, thin, yes. and thin. Oh, sorry, thank you. We just finished uh, hot yoga. We've been doing it for like a month and a half, two months now? Two months almost. Two right? months, yeah. Two months, yeah. Whew. It's great. It's a great way to relax because one of the problems that people have, I think, that is how do you deal with stress? A lot of people deal with stress by eating stuff that they shouldn't eat. Yeah. So... It's a, it's, I think it's magnificent. It's great exercise. It's very relaxing. I'm feeling slimmer and trimmer. I'm noticing my body's changing, and I'm relaxed. Awesome. Yeah, I had a long day of fitness today. Yeah. I went through the new routines that I got coming out for all the members listening. Okay, make sure you speak up louder. We got a new. We got a new recorder, so you can hear me. <laughs> you should be able to hear him fine. But what's really weird is I feel like I'm projecting more today and you're quiet and usually I think it's the other way usually around. It's the other way around, that's right. <laughs> so we're mellow after a hot yoga session. That's right, that's right. So I had a long day of fitness today, I was saying. I, I went through the routines, the DVDs that I got coming out for yep. two and a half hours and then I went to hot yoga with you. Nice. Uh, so that was like four hours of fitness today. Woo! I'm loving it. Great I love it. That's right. <laughs> High five. High five. All around. We have to practice that one. That's right. Hey, and I'm not suggesting do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do the hot yoga at home either. That's right. That's pretty Four hot. and a half hours of fitness. Four, that's hot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hot. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say I'm hot. No. Oh, I thought you said I, I, I thought you said I'm hot. No, it's hot. <laughs> no, I, I love to give myself compliments. See, more people should give themselves compliments. That's, it's a very important thing to do. It's a very important thing to say to yourself, I'm awesome. I'm hot. I'm the best. Because most of the times we beat ourselves up. We don't, we don't talk to ourselves like that, right? Mm. We don't say, I love myself, right? I love myself. I love everybody listening. I love you. I love everybody. I love the world. <laughs> I really do. And, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I want to say something, you know, facetious or sarcastic or whatever, but the truth is, you're absolutely right. Everybody listening here, take a minute and think of two or three things that you like about yourself or that you love about yourself. And you will be amazed how difficult that is to do for most people. Because mm-hmm. we're not used to doing it. We're used to saying, oh, I can't believe I, you know, lost the keys or I kicked the dog or my boss yelled at me. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? How come I look like this? Yeah, yeah. Why can't I lose the weight? Yeah. Can't believe I put it on. Yeah. That so, kind of stuff. Yeah, that doesn't help. And it's a habit. And just substitute it with a, with a nice habit of, hey, man, this, I mean, we all, we were actually were talking about this earlier, about the subjectiveness of criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I was saying to Shane that I used to manage a major grocery store, right, in a major grocery chain. And my boss would come in and he'd say, why is the apple juice on that end? And I would look at him and I would say, you've had a bad day, haven't you, boss? Because there's no reason why it shouldn't be on that end versus another end. I mean, it's totally arbitrary where it goes, right? It's not a scientific fact that you sell more apple juice on the end of aisle one than you do at the end of aisle ten, right? But they would come in and that's the sort of things that they would complain about from time to time. And I thought, man, you just, you know, your boss kicked you and now you're going to kick me. 
And I would never, ever let something like that bother me because I knew that it wasn't motivated by anything that had to do with fact or performance. It was just, you know, you paint a wall, right? You think it's a nice color, and a friend comes in and looks at your apartment and says, why the hell did you paint it that color? You know, that's your opinion, right? Doesn't, you know, thank you very much for not giving me support. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's really very arbitrary what people say, you know, what people look at, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you can look at stuff and look for the good. You can look at stuff and look at the bad. And you'll find it. Well, just think about this. If you talk to yourself in ways, I love myself. I'm awesome. I'm the best. What do you think happens to your confidence level? What do you think happens to your state? I mean, I've taught so much about state changes. Yeah. Okay. Right. What do you actually think will happen to your states? You walk around life and you're like exuding confidence. You're attracting confident people around you. The energy spreads. Everything around you just spreads. That's right. And, the, and your mind is a problem-solving machine. And if it says you're great, if you say you're great, it says, well, my problem is i got to make him great. I gotta make me great, right? Mm -hmm. If it says I'm a schmuck, then my problem is I gotta make this person a schmuck. So right. I'll help him forget to where he put his keys, or I'll, you know, I'll make him stub his toe and fall down the stairs, or whatever happens to make you feel like you're a schmuck. That's right. Because we become what it is that we think we should be. Of course. That's like from the book, uh, The Thinker Thinks and the Prover Proves. And I oh, forget which cool. book that is, but actually I got that in my upcoming CDs. Cool. So I'm not going to let that information out on here. I think mm -hmm. thinks of the prover proofs because there's a whole module I got around that. Wow. So, yeah. Well, before we get into today's uh, podcast episode, I have a car story. A car story? <laughs> you have a car story? I don't even have a car, really? but I have a car story. Jeez, that's right. Uh, you have a car story. <laughs> I, uh, I was on a date on uh, last night, actually. Last night? Two nights ago. That's good. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. She's a wonderful lady, and uh, I'll let you know if, if we continue to date or not. But we're going out again on Friday, so it was a, it was a successful date. Well, that's a good step. Congratulations yeah. again. So I have access to vehicles if I need one, right? And uh, what was very, very cool... Yeah, he just uses mine all the time. That's why he doesn't buy one. So anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, yours and God's. Yeah, that's right. And right. if I ever actually know, have no one that I can borrow a car, uh, because I use it so rarely, right? That's why you're so rich, is because you don't buy cars. That's right. <laughs> insurance, yeah. the whole bit. That's right. All right. Uh, I'll keep so, quick cutting you off so you can finish your story. So I, I met her twice, and I had this... Beautiful night, 2005, 2006, Jeep Liberty. It's white, and beautiful curves and everything else. I didn't tell her it wasn't mine, right? We drove around, and, and then uh, I picked her up two nights ago, and I had, a, I don't know what, it was a Hyundai, I think. But it was white, the same type of white, and, and the same type of curves, except it was half the size, right? So we, we walk out, and she's looking for the Jeep, can't see it, right? And I says, well, this is my car. And she goes, and she sort of looks at it, and I go, left it out in the rain, it shrank. And then I told her the story of how I lost my car and, and I decided that you know I didn't need to and I had this arrangement and that arrangement. And, and she thought, well, that was really cool. So it was really nice that she didn't sort of look at me and say, oh, you're a schmuck, you don't have a car. It was like, oh, you're trying to be environment, like in her opinion, her yeah. mind was, you're trying to be environmentally sensitive. You know, you don't really need a car. You just use it a little bit and you're able to find a way of getting, yeah. you know, so great, way to go. Love. And I thought, wow, like yeah. it really touched my heart. When she didn't sort of, you know, because I didn't know what the reaction was going to be, yeah. right? But that's not that's not the car story. We took the car and we drove to a, a trendy part of town, a commercial drive, 
and we parked the car and then we started walking and she loves to walk and I love to walk so that was great so we walked down Commercial Drive and we were looking at different things and she had things that she wanted to show me in Commercial Drive and we had a dinner and, and then we walked back and guess what? Couldn't find the car. Jeez, that's a surprise. That's a surprise. We walked a half a mile past the car. Now, and the funny thing was, was we walked a half a mile past the car before we realized we didn't know where the car was. So that must be like kind of being, you know, puppy love or something because we were so engrossed in our conversation. And she's going, I think, I think we've gone too far. And I thought, I think we have too, but there's some cars up. So we walked up there a little bit further. And I turned around. We had this big discussion about where we thought the car would be. Mm -hmm. And we walked all the way back. And sure enough, it was exactly where we left it. But I, it was just, I'm just laughing. Like, oh man, you know, I just can't park a car and go right to the car and find it later. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, wasn't going to happen. So <laughs> we're continuing to have lots of adventures with our cars. Yeah, yeah. that has to be. We have so many anchors. Right, in yeah. ourselves that yeah. we planted yeah. about cars that is just not going to stop. It's gonna, mean, yeah, it's going to keep going. I've been pretty good in my car lately. Nothing's happened to it. It hasn't been <laughs> stolen and it hasn't been lost. And, yeah. Yeah, good for you. Uh, congratulations. That's because I haven't drove it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we've had a whole bunch of people uh, putting comments on our podcast page, which is at www.freeweightlosspodcast.com. I want to encourage you all, you know, if you if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what we're talking about, if you've got some stories that you want to share, you want to tell us what your goals are, or anything like that, please do it there because then everybody has access to it and everyone can see and we can, you know, kind of be a little bit more of a support for everybody. Also, if you head over to www.weightlossinthemind.com, uh, you can join our membership site there. It's for it's free. Uh, we're going to have some premium uh, sections coming up in the coming month, but we just want to get everybody in there. We've got some extra information there. Shane and I are going to be doing more in-depth stuff for the members because, yeah, as you can appreciate, in the, in the podcast, we, we've only got a certain amount of time. But we wanted to talk about two people who left uh, comments on their podcast recently that was really, really awesome. The first one, hey, Dave, thank you very much, my friend. He, his comment was the perfect comment. It just, it, we were so excited to read it. Was this our Boston guy? No. Okay. And we'll say hi to the guy in Boston too in a minute. Uh, but Dave, he said, I stopped the podcast when you said to, and I wrote down my goal. And it was like, the number one way to be successful is to take action and follow the coaching that you get. Yeah, I mean, I, I love this one because to me, that's success in action. That's what it takes to create success. I mean, this one really excites me. Can you tell? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, my whole state has just changed because somebody that actually stops the podcast and go in, goes and takes the action and creates that habit just like that. I mean, it's completely probably new for him. He probably usually doesn't do that. You know, maybe he does. But what I'm saying is it's just such a true sign of success. Taking action, 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 right? That's right, and following direction. Yeah, I love it, and I just love it. I mean, Try it so, out, see what happens. So happy of that. Yeah, and his goal, so Dave, we got it. Your goal is to be below 200 pounds by mid-June. We are in uh, kind of mid-February, so mid-June, Leave another comment or email us, right? There's an email on the uh, uh, www.freeweightlosspodcast.com site and let us know if you did it. Or, well, we know you're going to do it, so let us know if you did it. There's no doubt in my mind. No, nor in mine. That's right. No but, doubt. Without a doubt. You guys remember that podcast? Without that a doubt. 
without a doubt thinking, you yeah. can achieve if you believe anything that you want in your life. That's right. So, Dave, without a doubt, you're going to be below 200 by mid-June, and we want you to let us know that you did it. Right. And there was uh, actually there's one that that you weren't going to talk about that I wasn't going to talk about. What I want to mention there was a girl that left um, uh, email to us, and she asked in the end about mentorship. Oh yeah, do you remember that one? Yeah. Um, so so she emailed us asking about member, mentorship. Mentorship. We about this yeah, mentorship and this kind of stuff, and and she actually asked if if I would help her and do some stuff. So what I'm going to do is um, there's there's been quite a few people from the podcast that has went to my Facebook account and they yeah. Facebooked me and connected me through that way. So the girl that wants me to uh, mentor her, connect to me on Facebook. It's uh, what's my Facebook? Shane James, correct? That's, That's what I might, yeah, but is it? If you go to Facebook right? and search on Shane James, he'll come up. So it's under Shane James. So actually, anybody listening that wants to connect me as a friend, go to Shane James, go on my Facebook, on and, Facebook. On Facebook and we can we can connect through there a yeah. lot more. So yeah. the girl that uh, was talking about mentorship, this is to you as well. Connect me on, on Facebook, and then I'll help you along from there. Okay. I'm on Facebook, too. We've had a few people... They email me and say, are you the Scott Patton on Weight Loss in the Mind? <laughs> that was quite funny. Yeah. I guess I should put it on my Facebook account. I've got everything else on there. Yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. I was get, well, I was starting to get people from the podcast coming to Facebook, and I thought, hey, cool. You know, yeah. What a great way, great to, way connect to connect to our, yeah. to our friends yeah. out there, right? We should actually do a Facebook group. You can do groups on Facebook. We should do a weight loss in the mind group on Facebook. Okay, yeah, we'll start that. So if you go to my Facebook, we'll start a... We'll start a Weight Loss in the Mind, a Facebook group. Yeah. So we'll have that on my Facebook in the next couple of days. Then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you can get me on Facebook too, Scott Patton, yeah. P-A-T-O-N. Just do a search and then we're all on the, on the Vancouver network, so that's how you know it's us. I've actually had a Scott Patton in Australia contact me on Facebook. <laughs> hmm. Just because we have the same name, I think. Hmm. It's very cool. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we also want to talk about uh, a, a gal. She put two comments on on uh, on the on the podcast page. Her name is uh, I don't. I'm not going to say her name, but you know who you are, and we really appreciate the comments. And she was talking about her boss really being mean to her. Are we going to talk about that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm setting this up, and I'm setting this up, and Shane's quiet, and I'm like, "You're supposed to jump in here, right?" <laughs> yeah. So, you can see this is all scripted. Yeah, yeah. You can tell we script this game. Was that my cue? That was your cue. All right. All I have is her name, which I decided I better not because the boss might be listening, right? And but we, we don't want to get somebody fired here, that's right? right? Although she should fire him. That's right. Really. That it was inexcusable. Well, you could come work for us then if you live closer. That's right. That's right. Sound like a wonderful, uh, wonderful lady. But the boss was, you know, not supportive of her at all to the point of really being, I would say, almost abusive. But again, it's. I mean, we're not there in the situation, right? But she, her question was, you know, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the state that puts you in when you're getting ground down all the time because your coworkers or your boss are, are mean or not very nice or not very supportive? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about today of why um, or how, I guess, to deal with difficult people. And the reason mm-hmm. this weight re- relates so much to weight loss is because a lot of times when we're dealing with people out there and communication that goes on, it puts us in some stressful states. And a lot of times when we get into these stressful states, what happens is we start to emotionally eat. 
Right. And emotionally, eating is comfort food. Comfort food is a major cause of us gaining weight. Yeah. And that's not having to deal with certain situations. So I'm going to address what she wanted me to address today, and I'm going to talk about how to deal with difficult people when you're out there so you can keep your stress level down, keep yourself in a better emotional state so you don't go out and have to overeat and, you know, yeah, binge, lose control. binge food, yeah, right. lose control, right? And yeah, and this is, you know, in her case, it's a bad boss, but you know what? It could be a, a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife that's nattering at you. It could be your kids, it could be your parents, it could be your best friend, it could be your worst enemy, you know, it could be a guy driving down the street the other way, mm -hmm. it could be yeah. someone at the grocery store. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, I mean, there's lots of ways where these things can... But the, the principles will all be the same, right? That's right, that's right. So first, I want to start with a story. Okay, let's okay. start with a story. Okay. I like stories. All right. Bedtime story? <laughs> we just did yoga. You're going to fall asleep then. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night, so it could be a bedtime story for me. It is 10. <laughs> Should I have been working since 8.30 or 5.30 this morning? Oh, good for you. Yeah. And I'm, you can tell when you really love what you do. Yeah, you're just as energetic yeah. now as you were at 5. Because to me, it's like, I can't wait to get up tomorrow again and have to start my day again because I love life so much. <laughs> it's awesome. And in Vancouver, it's been sunny for the last couple of days compared to rainy for the last couple of months, and it's been just absolutely gorgeous. Spring-like weather. I didn't, mm -hmm. have my, didn't have my ski jacket on when I went out for my walk today. It was yeah, great. beautiful, beautiful. It really was. So in one of Carlos Casanda's books, Don Juan talks about a former boss. His former boss forced him to do unpleasant jobs treated him unfairly, and brought him just out feelings of anger, humiliation, and resentment in him, right? And now, this petty tyrant taught him more about himself than anyone else, because his feelings about the man were, on some level, feelings about himself. Mm -hmm. Feelings he found so distasteful that he had to project them onto somebody else. Once he recognized this, he could accept these emotions as his own and go beyond them. Don Juan extorted Castanda to kiss the feet of these petty tyrants as they present tremendous learning opportunities. So are you following what I'm saying yeah. in the story? Yeah. Now, when I first heard this theory, when I first heard this theory, I was very excited. Someone who is mean as that could be our greatest teacher. Right. 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 You following me? Yeah. Now, well, hold on just a second here, because there's a, there's a really good lesson in this, because it's about how you look at the people in your life, right? You could look at the, at the boss as someone who's really, really mean, or someone that's teaching you how to sort of stand up for your, teaching you something you need. It's not up to me to say what that lesson is, right? It could be standing up for yourself. It could be you know, having a thicker skin, it could be lots of different things, right? That's right. But if your attitude is, what is this person trying to teach me? And here's the thing, we want to be in a state or a place in our lives where nothing outside of us emotionally impacts us. Of course, that's right. right? Because that's, if you're in that state, then you never have to worry about stress. It's stress-free, right? Because mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, this person's in my life. They're yelling, they're screaming, they're doing this. I have a choice. And this is where most people don't realize they have a choice. Right? I have a choice. I can yell and scream back. I can leave the room in a huff. I can sit there and, you know, go, man, like, you're really strange, mm -hmm. right? You know, your behavior is really... And here's the other thing. If you look at the person... And you're saying, okay, that person's behavior is inappropriate. 
it's behavior I don't approve of, I don't want to be around, and I don't accept in my life, is different than that person is a jerk. Mm-hmm. That person is this, that person is that. Right? That's right. It's the pay- behavior. The person is a beautiful, warm, loving person. They just happen to be covered with a whole bunch of garbage and crap and stuff like that, and it That's comes right. out really, really bad. And it's unfortunate, and we aren't in their shoes, so we, you know, we can't judge them as to why they are or how they are. You don't know if their mom is in a hospital with cancer and going to die any time, or if they just lost their kid, or if their kid's on drugs, or what's going on in their lives that could be causing this. So, uh, our, I think a lot of our job is to be able to say, okay, you know, here's a loving person. We love them, just like you said. You love everybody, right? Well, we love them. Hey, the behavior is not really very good. Don't right. like the behavior, but I'm not going to let the behavior get in the way of who they really are because they are not their behavior. That's right, and that's two presuppositions that I'm going to teach coming up. Okay, cool. And people are probably going, "Well, what the heck is a presupposition?" Let me You'll tell. Find- let me tell you in like ten minutes. Okay, we'll hold that question. All right. So, kind of what we've just talked about is now I, I want to give you a technique okay. that can really help you overcome difficult people. Okay, so it would be embracing that person. Okay, this is an NLP technique. I'm sorry, you, I can just see... Not hugging them. I, I just, <laughs> not hugging them. I know, here's somebody, they're beat red, you know, they're yelling at you, they're screaming at you, they're really mad at you, and they're really making your life miserable, and you up and give them a hug and a pat on the back and tell them it's okay. I can just see that going over you, really You well. know what that would be called? <laughs> you know what that would be called? What would that be called? A pattern interrupt. A pattern, a big... It, it would actually work because it would actually take the person's brain and it would be so different that they would not know what happened because totally, yeah, it's a pat- it takes the brain. And the brain, when you confuse the brain, the person goes, I don't really understand what's going on. So it actually changes their state. Yeah, and you so get them out of the anger. Totally. So, so, that would be hilarious. So, okay, the first yeah, step is... lesson is hug your boss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Consider the possibility that the difficult person may be your teacher and that what you find so difficult them in them is actually a characteristic that you may have it within yourself. In fact, it is. Now, once you identify it within yourself, accept it. Be okay with it. Then watch how things change with the difficult person. Right. And this is a very okay. This is a very very powerful technique. This is straight from NLP. Yeah, and I was okay, going to say so. this is magic. Like if you don't, if you if you're listening to this and you're going ah, this is like you know. BS stuff, like try it <laughs> because try it because you will be absolutely amazed at the change in your life that occurs and in the change in the people around you without you doing doing anything that's right. any different. It's it's absolute magic when you're, you do this, and that's why they call NLP magic because yeah. this is a tick straight from the NLP process. Okay, tell them again what to do. You see, just that you'll be so amazed. And liber- you'll be so amazed at just by how liberating this is. Yeah. Now, you can work on being grateful to them for showing you these things. Right. I mean, because think about what gratefulness does. Yeah. I mean, it... Oh, yeah. That totally changes your state. It too. totally changes your state 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can, just... This is, I, just, I think this yep. is so important, I want to repeat it, right? Okay? Because repetition helps. It is, and I have to say that this technique has literally changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. At first, got to admit, when I heard this technique, when I was being taught it, I was like, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I, I was really trying to push against it. Yeah. But I, I said to myself, I'm an open person. I'm going to try it, and I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. And I tried it, and I was like, whoa. So that's all we're asking cool. everybody Creative here. Creative change. That's just, right. Just try it a couple times. And you'll just be blown away. Well. Okay, so I'll repeat it again. Consider the possibility that the difficult person may be your teacher and that what you find is so difficult in them is, exact, is, exact, is actually a characteristic that you have within yourself. So the teacher is mirroring an aspect of yourself that either you are not aware of or you don't like. That's right. And, okay, go ahead. And once you identify it within yourself, I mean... Own it. Yes, right. yeah. identify it. Identify it within yourself. Identify it within yourself. Someone who gets you, say, angry could be or irritated. Or irritated. Great. Great. Yeah. Could be our greatest teacher. Now, in my life, the people who annoy me, I look at them in a completely different way. And usually those people, by the way, are your family. Not always, but oftentimes they're your family. Certainly at certain times of your life, they're definitely your family. That's right. Because that's part of why they're with you. Totally, 100%. So make sure you then accept it and you're okay with it. And then watch how things change with a difficult person. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very important process. It'll completely and literally change your life if you use it. Yeah. All right. Now let me give you another technique. Okay. Every behavior has a positive intention. Now this is a this is an NLP presupposition. You see, when I learned So you tell us what a presupposition when, Yeah, I will just in a minute. Okay. Let me finish here. When when I learned this stuff, what happened was I consistently had to change my thinking. Because when I started to say stuff like every behavior has a positive intention, that means I looked at people in a completely different way. Right. When people did something wrong to me, I couldn't say anymore. Well, they did something wrong because they said, well, every behavior has a positive intention. So they must have had a positive intention even though it didn't necessarily feel that way to you at the time. That's right. Like the result didn't feel positive. At the time. So that's another very powerful place to come from. Oh, my God. It's huge. It's huge powerful. So what would happen if you thought that your bad boss who's always mean, demeaning, and everything else was actually trying... To have a positive, had a positive a, a, a intention about that. How would you change what you do? You would completely change. All right, we're going to take a break at this point. We're going to be back uh, very, very shortly in a couple of days with part two of how to deal with difficult people and make sure that dealing with difficult people doesn't go right on your hips and your waist. You've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com to see our archive of all our past podcasts. Head over to www.weightlossinthemind. Join our free membership and get lots of goodies and a lot more coming soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.